Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast, where our goal is to bring the Lordship of Jesus Christ and His wisdom to all of our lives, especially in practical ways, so that really we become more like Jesus, which is what the goal of discipleship is all about, and which is why I'm so excited today, because we are going to really drill into the, the particulars of what that looks like. How do we how do we become more like Jesus? And a lot of that has to do with, with habits, it has to do with lifestyle, uh, with choices that we make. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, when I think of pastoring people and when I think of the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations, I can't think of a topic that's more important than us talking about personal transformation, people becoming a new person and becoming like Jesus. I mean, that's really what ministry is about. That's yeah. what that's the task Jesus gave us. And so I can't think of a topic that's more important. And yet I want to say this too. I can't think of a topic that's more frustrating because, yeah. you know, many of us have really struggled. You know, we, we deal with the whole New Year's resolution, right? Mm. And I want to be a better person. I want to read my Bible more. I want to stop being so angry. Uh, and, you know, many times we're not hardly out of the gate and we've already flat on our face and people throw up their hands and they just say, you know what, I don't know how to do this. Right. Um, so I think today's gonna be really, really important. Yeah, you're talking about uh, habits, right? Things that we do repeatedly without really even thinking about yes. it, you know? And our habits are crucial, as we're gonna talk about a little bit later, our habits are crucial to the trajectory of where we're gonna go in life. Yes. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, our habits are, are, are super, important and and critical to whether we actually are following him or not we're following our faces and we all have habits the question is are they good ones that are taking us (laughs) in the right direction or or, you know it's not like i need to have a habit no we all we live our lives on the basis of our habits and uh and which leads us to an amazing book you know a lot of times pastor andrew and i like to to use this podcast to talk about a book that either of us have read or both of us have read that's really impacted our lives. We did that with a a few podcasts back on the the topic of mindsets. And today we're going to talk about another New York Times bestselling book. It's called Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read it yet. We want to encourage you to read it. It's not necessarily a Christian book, but it's full of biblical principles and biblical truth. Uh, The subtitle here is Tiny Changes remarkable results. Tiny changes, remarkable results. You know, the Bible says don't uh, despise small beginnings. Don't despise mm. that little start, you know. The, 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 the beginning of something is usually uh, uh, you don't see it. It's not out there. It's not radical. It's not, it's not happening, you know, quickly. It's a small thing. It's, it's undetected. And that's kind of the way our choices are and our habits are. So let's get into that a little bit, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna feed you some uh, some questions this time. Put the put the shoe on the <laughs> other foot, so you better be ready. All right. I'm ready. Um, we'll talk a little bit about I guess the the smallness of uh, why why we fall on our face many times yeah. as it relates to to life change. You know, the whole goal setting thing. Why why yeah. is that sometimes not the the way to go? Well, I think that a lot of times, you know, especially when someone uh, gives their life to Jesus for the first time. You know, they for their lives, they have made bad decisions or they have created bad habits and good habits, too. But a lot of bad habits that that don't draw them closer to Christ and closer right. to Jesus. And when they get saved, we, we expect them to magically transform. We expect them to have this big breakthrough experience right. and everything's supposed to change. And, and don't get me wrong, sometimes that does happen through the influence and power of Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't I don't discount that. Right. But just in general, we're, we're looking at uh, that that. that 
that the renewal of the mind, the renewal of the heart starts with their habits and what they do on a daily basis. Right. So just to clarify, I mean, it is a radical change that happens when we're born again. Uh, the Bible says uh, if any person's in Christ, they become a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things right. have become new. So our spirits are made alive. We were given the Holy Spirit. We're, we're new people. But, the, but our minds, our, our ways of actions, you know, yeah. our behaviors, all of that needs to be gradually transformed. And that's where many Christians get defeated. They get yeah. frustrated. They're like, man, I go to church, I prayed the prayer, I gave right. my life to Christ, but why am I still struggling? Right, there's a spiritual change, there's a positional change in the heavenly places, yeah. get all that. But the Bible talks about renewing your mind. You have to renew your yeah. mind. What does that look like? And, and this is what we're talking about, trying to help believers, uh, new or old, renew their mind new, by renewing their habits one small piece at a time. I mean, the book is called Atomic Habits because it's, it talks about habits being the atom of your life. Atoms are tiny, tiny, tiny. Everything uh, made up blocks. of atoms. Every male atoms. In many ways, our lives and our, our trajectory is made of our habits. Okay. Right. In many ways, we can reduce who we are, our character, to down to what we do repeatedly. Okay. Our habits. And so repeatedly habits, even if we want to break that down at the atomic level. Yeah. A habit is simply a choice that you make over and over and over again with actions that follow. Yeah. And so that's when the habits form. But if you break the habit down, the habits comes from little individual tiny choices yep. that we make, again, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis, yeah. and over time, it really be, it begins to shape who we are. And many times we don't even recognize we're doing it because we're doing this, uh, we're doing this so repeatedly. We do, we're so used to doing it, we're not even thinking about it. But like you said, it's the small little pieces. Now, one of the reasons why it's so hard to establish these habits is because they're small yeah. and they're gradual, and you don't see progress really quickly. Yeah. Because we want to look for the big breakthrough, right? We want the conference that's going to change our lives forever. We right. want the, the big prayer time. The let's let's talk about that because yeah. yeah. people go to conferences and things like that. Yeah. And many times there is a, a, a burst. You know, It might be a truth that hits you between the eyes or yeah. you go up for prayer. And we're not minimizing those times. You know, We've all had hands laid on sure. us and, and we've left, been inspired. We've been touched. Our hearts been changed. Maybe we've wept. You know, we've, we've made resolutions. Um, but many times then we go back and we set a goal. Now let's talk about that because you know there's lots of goals. It might be I want to be uh, out of debt. Yeah. Uh, I want to lose thirty pounds, or I want to um, I want to know the Bible. Yeah. I mean these are these are all great goals. I want to I want to run, run a marathon, um, and we set the goal. Break it down for us based on some of the <laughs> principles we've learned here as to first of all right. why the goal should not be. I guess, first and foremost, and why most of our goals, we set a goal and many times we fall flat on our face. Yeah, James Clear, he's the author of this book, he, he, he gave a great example. He says, you know, you look at the typical sports season, baseball team, football, whatever, everyone has a goal to make the playoffs and win the championship. Yeah. However, only one team wins the championship. So he says the distinguishing factor between who wins and who loses is not the goal. Okay. Rather, it's your system. Rather, it's your process. He says your goal dictates the direction that you want to go. But what's even more important than direct, or as important as the direction, is how you're going to get there. Yeah, your, that, your progression to get there, and that's, that's your good. Cause, habits. Cause everybody your wants to win, right? right? Right. Everybody wants to be the best, right? Like you said, in, in sports, though, only one team or one person is going to achieve that. Right. But let's transfer that over to the kingdom. You know, we all we all want to be like Jesus. That's that's the. That's the desire in our hearts after new birth, right? I mean, right. we, we want to be like Jesus. And you can fill in the blank as to what that looks like. But that broad goal kind of becomes worthless if there's not some very concrete 
systems or processes in place that help us get there. It's like you, yeah. how many times people say, "I want to write a book. I want to. I'm going to be an author. I want to write a book." Yeah, <laughs> and then they. They wake up and they go, okay, well, uh, what do I do now? Because there's no system. Right. Well, I see people have, they want to write a book, so they have the spurt of like a day or two and they write like 50 pages and then by third day they're out of steam. Hey, quit talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing a little button here. Yeah. <laughs> because we focus on the goal. We focus on this immediate gratification instead of the system that changed you gradually. I love some of the things he said. He said the goals... Uh, if you focus on the goal, you're looking at temporary results. But if you focus on system, you get a lifestyle change, and that's really what we want. Because so, our, so give, give yeah. you know, give us some examples. Like what, what's the difference between a goal and a system, and what would be like some examples well, of, of what a system would be, uh, as opposed to just setting the you know the big goal of whatever. Yeah, I think the easiest example we can all relate to is like being healthy, trying to be in shape and whatever. So yeah. typical goals, I want to lose 10 pounds or maybe you're exercising, go on a diet, go on a diet or, or I, my goal is to uh, be able to run a mile or run the marathon, whatever. Those are great goals. Okay. The problem is you've got, uh, whereas a system is, is instead of saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to eat after nine, nine o'clock or eight o'clock, whatever it is, or I'm going to run twice a week. You know, I want to be a marathon runner. I'm not there yet. But instead of focusing on the 26 miles, okay, right. I'm just going to run twice a week. Yeah, or even, let's be more realistic too. I mean, the goal of completing a marathon mm -hmm. is huge. I yeah. mean, that, that, that's no minor thing. And for most of us, especially if you've not had any history or background in training or running or any of that, people just die, you know? Right. But so, so the first step might be... Uh, Go out and buy a pair, <laughs> buy a of pair of shoes, shoes. right? And right. then put them on at the same time every day, and maybe walk around the block, and then do that every day until that becomes habitual. Well, he actually introduced like a three-minute rule. He says to build a habit, you start with a three-minute rule. You got to make sure you can do it within three minutes. So something, something he introduced in, in terms of getting shape is just put on your shoes. Just right. pull on your tennis well, I like shoes. what he said. It, it's not you don't create a habit by setting a goal. Yeah. You create a habit by actually doing things. Right. right. So you have to repeat behaviors, right. not ideas about what right. you want to be, right. but behaviors. So putting the shoes on. I, I want another great example from his book is you know this guy again. He wanted to be in better shape. Well, he wanted to start going to the health club. Well, he told him don't go to the health club and do a three hour workout and be so sore the next day that you don't even want to move or get right. out of bed. Just show up and do one exercise, yeah. and they come home. Yeah, uh, because the idea is I, I'm dressed for success. I show up. You know, there's a joke about about the most unused pieces of equipment at the health club. You know mm -hmm. what it is? The it's, front door. It's the front door. Yeah. <laughs> so go through the front door. And yeah. and the point was this guy started showing up and developing a mentality and an identity that, you know what, I am someone that cares about my health, and I'm showing up, and I do it day after day after day, and then instead of overwhelming himself, he just gradually began to, to develop a habit of being at the health club. Yeah. And, uh, and then he ended up, as the story goes in the book, this man lost 100 pounds. It didn't happen overnight. And the cool thing was, because it wasn't just a goal, he didn't gain it right back. Like right. most, most right. of us, we've dieted before. We lose weight. We gain it. Right, we gain it right back when we quit. This had become a lifestyle for him, and, and that's the game changer right there. He focused on his system. He, he uh, James Clay had a goal, had a phrase here. He says, "You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems." Wow. And I, I, I love those because how many times you know as pastors we hear people with 
aspiring spiritual goals. Like, I want to be a pastor just like you. Uh, how about this? At the alternative school. I worked in alternative school for 10 years. I, yep. I taught students who are at-risk students. And, I, and sometimes I get spiritual students with great goals. I want to be a surgeon. I want to be an Air Force pilot. Yeah. And again, I'm never going to discourage their goals. Sure. And I, they could become And that. they could. But what I say to them is, how about you just come to school on time every day first? Because a lot of times, because you know what's sexy is these great, aspiring, big-time goals. Right. What's not sexy is the day-to-day grind of just preparing your system, working your yep. system. If you can't be on time to the alternative school, which shows up an hour later than normal school, how are you going to be on time to get to college, to yeah. go to you're, the, you're the gonna, medical school? You're going to miss the rocket launch. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you had your chance to be the astronaut, right. but you couldn't get there on time. But, no, but this is good. Yeah. And so, we, so we're not ever shooting anybody down because, because again, uh, we're not in a fixed thinking, right? right. We're, we're in a we're in a sure. growth mentality, and so we can become incredible things, especially with the with the with help of the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But if you don't have these systems in place, you're just going to fall on your face, and really, it's just daydreaming instead of of uh, of really having a realistic vision for your life. Well. And, and that's what I think. I don't want people to, to fall on their faces. So I try to kind of pepper them with like, okay, here's some reality here. I want you to make sure you do these simple yeah. steps first. But he articulates this very well. Well, you and I were talking. So so what would be some s- spiritual systems? Like, you know, we want, to, we want to be godly people. We want to have a godly family. We want to have a great marriage. Um those are all the big big goals, all right? Yeah. So yeah. So w- in your life, what what are things that you would consider systems that are choices that you make that have become habits that have become patterns that set you up for success? Yeah, and I I, I share this all the time with my leaders to development with my life group leaders. You know, when again, you and I we we meet young people or maybe not young people, just people who are passionate for the Lord. They went to an encounter. They're fired. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a life group leader. I want to do all these different things. And what I try to temper them was like, okay, I I've created systems in these in my life over decades, and then one day I uh, it wasn't a one day thing. It was a day to day grind. Some of the systems that we talk about that I encourage you guys to do is like, for example, like I I grew up as a pastor's kid. We don't unless like there's some crazy <laughs> circumstances, like I'm deathly ill. I am not going to miss church on Sunday. Okay, so that's let's a just very pause right system. there because yeah. we hear a lot of these woke parents today. They're like, you know, I don't want to force my kid to do anything. And, and you completely miss the fact that you're a parent and your job is to train your child yeah. and help your child develop healthy habits that set them up for success. Yeah. And so instead of being the parent that's like, you know, honey, do you want to go to church today? Well, no, they're 10 years old. They're probably not excited about getting up on a Sunday morning and going to church. But in our family, I was the same way. I yeah. mean... Sunday, we worship the Lord. That's just what Sundays are for. We worship Jesus. And yeah. and there's no if ands, or buts about it. Right. You just, that's what you do. I remember even being on, like, on vacation once where somewhere where there's no church around. My dad held a service for us. Like we were yeah, going you, you to dedicate, together. you know, yeah. like you said, it's not necessarily even the church building, but Sunday was dedicated to the Lord. Now, as a young person, that ingrained something in me that didn't matter what I did, God was always in the picture. You, you just can't underestimate these things small things that you do that impact your kids. Yeah. So you, even at yeah. that moment, you're not, I'm going to grow up someday. My goal is to be a pastor. No, no, your goal wasn't to be a pastor. Your goal at that point as a child was simply to honor your parents and, yeah. and to do what they were, receive the instruction they were putting into but your life. But years and years and years and years of this growing up, I've learned very quickly, I've ingrained in me that God is important. He's real. This is not something we just talk about. This is something we yeah. have lived out. And I, I yeah. encourage people, and I encourage you to say this to your children, ask your 
your kids this. Hey, if mom and dad weren't here, what are you doing on Sunday morning? Yeah. Do you have a relationship with God? Is this a, is this a system, a structure that's in place that you've embraced for your life? Is this going to be part of your routine uh, to grow spiritually and to to bring yourself in, and you know, with the body of Christ mm-hmm. and to sit under the Word of God? You know, these are important things. And so, okay, yeah. so that's one. Is church yeah. attendance? What else are some things you, you for do? For me, it's that? like small group, like life group. We were Debbie, my wife, and I were life group leaders for years. You know, now we're. We're, we're directing that. But okay, once again, yeah. your goal wasn't to direct life groups. No, no. You're, but you believe in it so strongly yeah. that as you partook of it, you and Debbie went to life groups, then you became life group leaders. Now you're a leader of life group leaders. Right. So we, we believe in the relationship, the gathering yeah. of saints, and how important that is to relate to discipleship. Discipleship is not done in the vacuum. It's done through relationship. So we would... Never miss life group. It doesn't matter how we felt. doesn't matter what was going on. We made life group a priority. That was part of our system. Again, some people can look at us and you guys being legalistic. That wasn't our heart to be legalistic. That was a system we have in place. It's like brushing my teeth. Like Friday night, we yeah. went to life group. No, That's what we did. How come nobody ever accuses people who brush their teeth of <laughs> legalism? <laughs> right. Shower. You shower every day? You shower. How legalistic of you. You know, it was ingrained in my system. I didn't question it. I didn't wonder. I didn't go on Friday night and be like, hmm, are we going to life group or not? No, that has become part of our system. Yeah. So when people ask, like, oh, how can you spiritually grow and all these different things? It wasn't like a magic. I took a magic potion and I became spiritual. No. <laughs> it was just a daily grind so every of week, system. Every, every week, week you worship. Every, every week you're connected with people yep. in a small group. We grew. We learned. We set the atmosphere. We positioned ourselves to honor God. Tithing is another great system. Tithing, for me, is, is, a, is a system given from God to lead to our per- prosperity, to make sure that we never worship money, worship God, but also for avenue for God to bless us. So the financial financial blessing that I've received in my life is tribute to the system of tithing. Okay. So that, this is a great point. And we're, if you guys ever are watching our podcast, as you are now, a lot of times we've got a few bullet points, but we just let the Holy Spirit lead. And I think this is a great point to touch on. Um, that wasn't in the notes anywhere. But, <laughs> but we're talking about supernatural blessing now at our church. Mm-hmm. And people cannot set themselves up for blessing until they obey God and honor God. And one of the systems for God blessing us, as you just said, is will you trust me with all of it and will you simply return to me a tenth of what I've given to you? If we do that, and and again, before I come in uh, on Sunday, I'm I'm making sure I've, I've got my tithe check ready. Because I'm excited about it. It, yeah. it, is, it is routine. I tell my kids, if you want to move in the blessing of God, be faithful to the Lord. Always honor the system God has set up, which yeah. is to give him a tenth of your first fruits, and then he blesses the 90%. Absolutely. Um, so again, that's, that's a principle for financial blessing. Yeah. And you and I can both unashamedly say that God has prospered us and always met our needs because, again, he's been faithful to his promises, yeah. and we've been faithful to, to his right. word, and we follow the system, so to right. speak. And, and as I'm sharing these systems or habits, I mean, these aren't like crazy things that only I can do. No, anybody can do these yeah. things. You know, we pray. I pray with my kids before we go to bed. It's a system. Do I always want to do that? Am I always sometimes in a hurry? Maybe I'm irking my kids. I don't want to do it. Yeah, sometimes. But we do it because it's our system. And the you know? kids expect that. Kids expect it. And they're like, Daddy, are you going to pray for us? Yeah. Again, these things are what we call the systems. You're yeah. like, that's not a system. No, that those are the spiritual system we have in place. Those are, And the system is simply, this is a choice that I'm making on a daily basis yeah. that becomes habitual. And those, those habits then lead to success. Yep. 
and, yeah. and they become they become so ingrained that you don't have to even think about it. They become who we are. Yeah, it becomes your identity, yeah, and right, maybe, right. maybe that's a good transition because one of the things that he really emphasizes is, it, don't focus on losing thirty pounds. Right. He says, shift your identity first. In other words, my identity is. I am a healthy person. Mm -hmm. Now, you might not be a healthy person. You might be mm -hmm. 50 pounds overweight and you got all kinds of health issues. But begin to, to believe and to see yourself as the person that you want to become. Well, before we get to the identity part, okay. I want to interview you then. I want to <laughs> add, I think people will be wondering. I mean, another, and one other system I have in place is, is a, a de daily devotion, spending time with the Lord. I mean, that's a crucial thing yeah. too. It's just getting before the presence of God. Yeah, sometimes I don't get to spend hours and hours but even just getting 10, 15, 20 minutes in to meditate on the Word of God, those are the systems that yeah. helps me. I think people want to know what kind of system do you have in your place that's contributed to who you are today? Well, that, that's a big one. Uh, I was always taught as a young person and young in my faith that, hey, you know, your relationship with Jesus is primary. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus got up early, you know, and he's the Son of God. Yeah. Jesus got up early to spend time with the Father. And that we need to start our day and set our day in order, that seek first the kingdom. And so yeah. spending time, and again, men men and women are busy, life's busy. Um, sometimes you got to get up uh, early, but even if it's just 15 minutes or half an hour, but but read the word of God. You know, mm. I used to, another, another thing in my life, I used to read uh, the Bible and read from people who are smarter than me. Mm. So I would read great little classics, you know, devotionals that would... I'd read a section every morning and then read a passage of my Bible and then dedicate my day to the Lord. Well, when you do that every day, it just becomes the thing that you do. It's like you know brushing your teeth before you go to bed. I mean, that is a habit for me. Every night before I go to bed, I brush my teeth. Yeah. Um, I don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Well, guess what? When I get up in the morning, what's the first thought that comes to my mind? Jesus, uh, spending time with him, reading, and, and even reading, you know? Uh, when I was a younger man, I was not so much of a reader, but then my hunger to know God fueled the desire to read more. So next to my bed at night, I would keep a book or multiple books, and I would read a chapter before I turned the lights off. See, I, I love that system. So now you have so uh, integrated that habit of reading, you don't even think about it anymore. It's becoming who you are. It's not my goal. I want to read this many books a year. Right. I am a reader. Right. I am a learner. That's who I am. Yeah. So whenever I have an opportunity, downtime, whatever, right. I usually have a book open. Yeah. You're now, not part going of on Facebook. You're reading a book. Yeah. Exactly. I might be posting what I'm reading on <laughs> yeah, Facebook, right, right. but I'm not just sitting there randomly flipping through hour right. after hour right. of wasted time or right. staring at the TV right. Right. You know, and just randomly wasting time hitting the button. Uh, because because there here's the reason not because I'm like oh those are bad things um, it's because there are greater passions in my yeah. life yeah there are other things that have become more part of my lifestyle yeah. even now our TV at home is hardly ever on yeah and especially now with all the negativity on the news right. I used to just watch the news before I went to bed and I realized why am I filling my <laughs> mind with all of this before I try to sleep all right I gotta get myself prayered up get my mind well, yeah, filled like, why do I want to I go look at the news so I can get some content for our podcast and then I'm like quickly shutting up because I can't handle exactly. it anymore it's like I need to quarantine on television exactly. but, but you made a good point but as a young man before you, you have integrated that habit into your life you put books you have little systems in place you put books at your night Stand. So I don't have to even go anywhere. They're, yeah, exactly. they're right there. You made it obvious. I see them. Talk. Right, 
right? We're gonna talk about that a little bit later, but you made it obvious. You have to ingrain that system. And I believe the passion you have, Pastor Ron, when you exhibit on Sunday, when you pray, and the faith you have, that does, that's not magical. That's not like, woo-ah. That's just, it's integration of what you have read, the system and the patterns you have lived throughout your life to become who you are. So that people don't look at Pastor Ron and be like, oh, I can never be like him. I can never have the passion or the faith that I have of a Pastor Ron. It's like, no, I want to tell you, yes, you can. Maybe not exactly like him, but well, your own expression. And I think that, and I, again, we're both growing. We, yeah. Neither one of us have arrived. I'm, I'm older than you, and I'm older than probably most of the people watching. Um, I think it, another important thing for us to touch on is it's these little daily choices we make yeah. that are so small, and, and they don't seem to be all that consequential. Yeah. But, but many people quit. It's like going to the health club. You know, if you go to the health club for a week, you're going to feel worse. <laughs> right. If you if you go on, on some diet and you're going to start eating healthier foods and you're eating on a carrot, but you like to be, you know, drinking a milkshake, <laughs> you're like, I'm not seeing the benefits, you know. I'm still, I can't right. fit into my britches. I'm eating a right. carrot. I'd rather have this milkshake because right. the milkshake tastes so much better than the sure carrot, does. at least initially. Yeah. You learn to develop a taste for good things when yeah. you eat good things. But, but I think people quit. And... and, and I heard a, a great Christian leader one time say this, that if you spent 30 minutes a day studying any subject, we could talk about uh, atomic habits, but how about just uh, nuclear fission or, t- <laughs> or, right. or, or atomic energy? If I spent 30 minutes a day reading on the topic of atomic energy, mm-hmm. after a week, I probably don't have all that much knowledge. After a year, I've got a lot more knowledge. Depending on the breadth of the and the depth of the topic mm-hmm. uh, that I'm studying, it might take longer. But the point is this: if you spend 30 minutes a day doing anything or learning about anything, it would be a short matter of time before you would be an expert in that subject matter. Yeah. You would have read everything that there is to read. Yeah. And it, it, and so people quit because we, many times the good habits and the good effects take longer. Right. The bad effects are instant. You right. know. That pizza and the milkshake tastes so good, but you realize if you do that every day, after a year, you're 100 pounds overweight and then you have heart problems. Right. Uh, but it, 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 was, it gave you that instant gratification. And I think that's the challenge. You know, nobody learns to be immersed in the scripture from taking a Bible course one time. Yeah. It's because you get in the word every day. Yeah. And the accumulative impact of that is powerful and it changes who you are. Absolutely. And I want to read this quote here. He, James Clear, he said, um, the outcome or what we see today, the results, is a lagging measure of your habits. Mm-hmm. In other words, you enact your habit and you won't really see its, its true impact till later. So this affects your good habits and your bad habits. So like you said, good habit, you go to the gym. Well, next day you feel the same. In fact, you feel worse. Yeah. You've true. been working out for a week. Nothing really changes. Whereas your bad habits, you get the immediate gratification, but you don't see the bad results till later. So the little, so you, so what you do is you tend to give up on your good habits. And you tend to give in your to baby. your bad habits. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've raised four sons, right? <laughs> and I, they've all played sports. And I yeah. know this, okay? If you're going to be a better athlete, yeah. you have to be a stronger athlete. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a stronger athlete, you've got to develop a workout regimen. And uh, and none of my boys were ever excited about that <laughs> until right. until right. they started seeing that bicep start yeah. to form, and then and then they walk in front of the mirror, you know, <laughs> they're all flexing, and and then they they go into the stage where they never have their shirt on, you know. Yeah, like, right, well, you, you put your shirt on, you know. <laughs> um, but but the point is, my this. son's two; he's already there, so I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, you're gonna have, yeah. you're gonna yeah. have your hands full. Yeah. 
No, but the point is this. Yeah. They they stayed with it long enough to begin to see some right. results. And um, and so I want to encourage people if they're struggling with their old identity, sometimes getting rid of your old identity is hard, yeah. you know? And, and, you know, we talk about your identity gets shaped not only through good habits, mm-hmm. like I want to be a man of God, or I am a man of God, or I am a healthy person, but your identity also gets shaped most of the time through our bad habits. Absolutely. We say, oh, I'm a... You know, I'm a pervert, or I'm stupid, or yeah. I'm I'm just lazy, or I'm dumb, or I can, I can never learn the Bible, or I'm just a sinner, you know, or whatever. That's because those bad habits have right. so shaped who we are yeah. that, it, that it takes some time to drop those things off. Yeah, and I, I, I want to read this part here, too, because he talks about how these similarly small habits are, uh, are compounded through time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he says here, um, um, if you have good habits, then time becomes your ally. If you have bad habits, then time becomes your enemy. Yeah. And that's a powerful to think about because, again, that one, I mean, just you talk about some of these examples. So uh, you look at porn and no one ca- caught you right. and you don't see the immediate impact. And instant feedback. Instant, instant your body feedback. You, and then you're like, okay, I want to do a little bit more, a little bit more. Like you say, and you go spend time with the Lord and you go and pray and you hear nothing, you feel nothing, and nothing's changed. And you're like, okay, I'm going to get. Because of this principle, he calls this principle. Um, uh, where is the phone? Um, plateau of latent potential. Because a lot of times what we expect in growth, we want a linear growth. Okay, right. Linear growth meaning if I do 10 push-ups today, I'm going to feel 10% better. I'm going to do 20 push-ups, I'm going to feel right. double better. Kind of like that. Yeah, like that. Plan. It just, that's not reality. Yeah, and sometimes, it, like you say, there's a plateau. There's a but then it, that plateau reaches a point of really explosive growth. Right, and he gave you examples of that. You know, that plateau, that energy you use is stored. That energy is not wasted. You know, the example he gave is the ice cube. So if you're in, you put the ice cube in a cold environment, say 27 degrees, and you start heating the environment up, 28, 29, the ice cube doesn't change. Right. You look, so you're looking at the ice cube, it hasn't had any noticeable difference. The temperature's rising, but it hits a magical point. Yeah, 32 degrees, it starts to melt, right? But are you saying no work is done till it hits 32 degrees? When you go from 27 and 28, 29 degrees, no work done? No. It's just it's what's called latent potential. It's sure. stored. And we reach that magical point uh, that's right. a catalytic point yeah. where, where rapid change begins to happen. And then you get the breakthrough. Uh, you know? And that's the way it is many times in our spiritual life. You spiritual know, you're like you're just slugging it out. You're being faithful. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeking the Lord. You're trying to spend time in the Word. Some days it's better than others. But... You certain you reach a point sometimes where you experience rapid growth, breakthrough growth, or or radical growth in as far as encountering the Lord. This life that that is visible to us. You know, he, he talks about example of this in nature. For example, bamboo. Yeah. You know, for years, it's, it's creating the infrastructure in the ground, and one day it comes out, and in a few days it grows like so, ninety so feet high or, something or whatever. Like high, crazy, crazy growth. You know, and he says the most powerful outcomes are delayed outcome. And I, I just want to give you example, show this example to everybody to say, look, when you're fighting for spiritual growth, you have to fight through this latent potential, this yeah. the seemingly numbness, wilderness, desert place. I have not seen one man I have mentored, myself included, I haven't seen a man of God who I've I've encountered who has not gone through that season of wilderness. We call it many different terms. The cave of doom, the wilderness. Jesus had to go the 40 days in the wilderness. Look at Moses, 40 years in the wilderness. Uh, Joseph had to spend years in the dungeon, uh, first as a slave, then as a prisoner for something he didn't even do. You know, these are character-building times. And the Bible gives us the headlines. Yeah. 
But think about Joseph, for instance, the, the, the years he spent in a damp, dark, <laughs> dreary prison cell. Yeah. I mean, if the Bible actually chronicled his life like a journal, probably most of it, it would, would be, be boring or yeah. so so depressing we wouldn't even read it. Got up, clean cell. Yeah, yeah. But, but we see that, yeah. that, that at the very end, he's the number two in charge. Yeah. And, and all those dreams that God had given him came to pass. But what we don't see is the atomic habits, the right. daily little tiny choices that he made. We see some of them because he, yeah. he had the chance to commit sexual sin. Yeah. Uh, he had the wife. chance, yeah. you know, all kinds of chances to be depressed, think of himself. He he interpreted dreams for other people. Yeah. I mean, he, he made all kinds of righteous choices that were full of integrity. And then all of a sudden, boom, promotion comes. Yep. And I, again, I think people quit. I've heard people do this with tithing. They say, oh, pastor, I, I, I tried tithing and, and, you know, it just didn't work. Well, that's a lie. You don't try tithing. You, you practice right. every week. Yep, you take a, a tenth. You give yeah. it to the Lord. You honor the Lord. You do it again. You do it again. You, in fact, you do it when it's hard. You yep. do it when, you're, when your car blows up and, yep. and you got more expenses than you right. have money. But you keep on honoring God. Absolutely. And Absolutely. then breakthrough comes. And to me, that's really the difference between maturity and immaturity. Immaturity is just you don't have the endurance to be able to handle that latent potential in which you keep doing what is right. You don't see the result. And whereas mature, as you grow in maturity, you realize, you know what, I'm kind of tired of me just being fickle, wishy-washy. I tried this and I tried that, I tried that. Just like, I'm going to put my stakes down. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to go. I'm not going to join, check out this church and this and this and this and this. I'm not going to join this life, little life group. I'm going to follow this guy, this guy. I'm going to I'm going to be steady. I'm going to be... Um, I'm going to be consistent yeah. and just kind of follow through. And I see that over and over again, these young men I mentor seeing that process of steadiness. And once they finally put the anchor down, put their um, put their stakes down and say, yeah. I'm going to follow through on this one thing, and then I finally see growth happen. Yeah. But, but that principle has happened over and over. If you can get past this latent potential, there is such dynamic growth that's coming for you. Yeah. You know. And some of it is getting settled in who you see yourself being. Like, like if, if you're like, I am a healthy person. Yeah. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, no, I'm not. Uh, no, but I, I am a healthy person. I'm committed to being a healthy person. I think yeah. the example you gave and some examples he gave, you know, you go out to the restaurant. Well, your habit has been eating greasy, fatty foods that are terrible for you. Gre mm -hmm. You know, French fries and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, to have that one time is not going to kill you. But when you have it on, and that's through your routine, yeah. it literally will kill you. And so you look at that menu and you say, what, yes, a different question. What would a healthy person eat? Yeah. And you make that choice. Instead of drinking, you know, soft drinks full of sugar, you say, you know what, what would a healthy person drink? This one, you know, soft drink's not going to kill me, but it sure is full of a lot of sugar. But if I keep drinking this every day, by the time you're my age, you're dealing with diabetes. <laughs> right. Um, right. It literally is killing you. Right. Uh, so the question is, what would a healthy person eat? And so here's the question I'm asking as a pa as a pastor, a leader. I want to be a man of purity. Mm -hmm. Period. I want to know God. You know, the pure in heart are those that see God. I want to be a I want to be a man who lives a pure life. So I ask myself questions. How do I maintain purity? Do I just channel surf until something catches my eye? You know, that's mm -hmm. sensual or lustful, and then I stay there. Uh, do I have other bad habits with my phone or whatever? No, I want to make sure I'm making great choices toward purity because my identity is I want to be a pure. That's I good. want to be pure in heart. That's good. And, I want to please God. And I will argue that step between who you want to be 
even though your habits aren't quite there yet, but that's where you're aiming for versus where you actually are right now requires faith. I think this is where faith kicks in. This is where we get very spiritual. You know, he talks about don't focus on your current results, focus on your trajectory. He says, if you're a millionaire right now, but you're you're spending more than you make, you're on the trajectory towards bankruptcy. But you could be bankrupt right now, but you're saving $10 every week. You're on the trajectory well, to be financially and I, free. And I love this. I mean, we've heard this illustration. It's amazing. You know, would you rather have a million dollars or would you rather have a penny mm-hmm. that gets Compound. compounded mm-hmm. every day? Yeah. Well, everybody, look, okay, you compound a penny day two. Now you have two two pennies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then day three, now you have four pennies. You're still not doing so great. Right. So would you rather have a million dollars or four right. pennies? But but many people give up at the four penny stage. Right. And I think the principle we're trying to say is, you know a what? Day, whatever, 30 or 31, now you, you got shoot got way that. more right. money than a million dollars. It's crazy. And faith says, I'm going to invest in the seemingly small habits, even though it doesn't give me the seemingly gratification I feel right now. But it leads to much greater true satisfaction in the future, and that's where the I feel like that's where faith kicks in. You Absolutely. Know? So and, this all and, ties in. Yeah. And the kingdom of God is so different than the world. You know, yeah. like the Bible said, "Oh, you you, you want to be great? Then be the least." Yeah. Doesn't make sense. But when you spend your life laying your life down for other people, and you do that for 30, 40, 50 years, guess yeah. what happens? God exalts you to a place of great influence. You weren't, you weren't looking for it. That wasn't your goal. I want to be successful or whatever. Your goal yeah. was to be obedient. Your goal was to move in faith. Yeah. Um, uh, when you give and you sow, the Bible says you're never going to outgive the Lord. It doesn't seem that way on the short run. Everybody's taking their expensive vacations or driving their fancy cars or whatever, and you're like, man, I, I just wrote this check to serve a missionary or or to you know give to the local church or whatever or to bless somebody at church that had a need. But guess what happens when you compound those acts of devotion and godliness right. and you sow over and over and over again? It's like that law of exponential right. return. It, it's powerful. Right. And as I'm getting older, I start to realize, man, that the, the big sexy changers, the headlines are not nearly as important as the subtle thing, the small subtle things that you do consistently, consistently, consistently. You know, even G- G- I just read this in Luke, Jesus talk about um, the uh, the steward who's been given yeah. little. But he says, you've been faithful with little, I'm going to give you more. And the faithful with little means he made daily decisions yep. about how to handle that money yep. in a wise way. And the time came, mm-hmm. that's where that latent thing, right? He's, yep. he's faithful, 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 faithful. And then the master returns and says, aha, Right. Because you've been faithful, promotion. The promotion are those, you know, radical breakthrough moments. Right. But the promotion wouldn't have happened if that man hadn't have been faithful, consistently making those daily choices that formed good habits of faithfulness right. and stewardship. And the temptation is to say, oh, I only have these little choices. What's the point? You know, like the, yeah. the wicked servant who's like, well, I only got these yeah. one talent. I didn't want to lose it. That much anyway. I'm just going to put it aside. It's not a big deal. I mean, that's our temptations. Oh, I don't have that much ability. I don't have that many choices. My life is a mess anyway. What's the point? And God's saying, no, these small things, store these small things. Let them compound by making good decisions. You have a choice. And I think we'll talk about that in part two, the power of your choice when you yeah, steward those choices. There's so much here, and I feel like it's so good that we're going to you know, we're gonna continue this on our next podcast. Yeah. But wrap it up for us today. What I mean, what's the final thought, I guess, that we want to leave with, uh, with folks? I was, a lot of good material. Yeah, I would say... Focus on the small, consistent things. You know, I think about the Israelites when they were wandering the wilderness for 40 years. God gave them a system. You wake up in the morning, 
Early in the morning, you go to your man, get your manna, you collect it for that day, except on for the Sabbath, or except for the day before Sabbath, so you're not yeah. working on Sabbath. You collect more than that, it's going to... And, and you expect quail, you need water from from from, from the Lord, from, from the rocks. Basically, they, God was creating a system for his people to depend on him. And that faith system got them through when they went to the promise and they need the faith you know they need the faith to fight all these different people and that is something that's a godly principle for us to establish system and good habits godly habits and godly systems integrated with faith all this comes to our relationship with god i kept thinking this book is an amazing book Mm -hmm. incredible practical principles Mm -hmm. if you weren't saved and you just practice those principles you could become successful in this this world absolutely but we have so much more, yeah, you know. Absolutely. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We've got a brand new heart because of Jesus. We've got the truth from God's Word. You know, we, we've got some big picture goals that God Himself has established for our lives. I mean, if we can take some of the practical principles uh, that Mr. Clear here lays out and then wed that to the uh, resources we have as Christians, I mean, we're going to see God do amazing things through us. Well, that's what we're going to talk about next time. We're going to talk about the power of the identity. Yeah. And that there's no more powerful. And we get to choose our identity. And when we align our, our identity with what God's given us, how God sees us, which is our true, the true objective identity, and then nothing can stop us. And so that's the power of someone's us. watching today, and this is all great. And maybe they're like, man, this is inspiring, inspiring me. I mean, what would be a practical takeaway as far as real practical uh, in your mind that someone could begin? Uh, you know, like, where do I start? If they, if yeah. they, Want to become a better Christian, or they want sure. to maybe they maybe they're the person listening. I need to lose weight. Um, you know. Yeah, I would say, hey, take a habit inventory. Go through your life, your daily. Just go for a week. See what are the habits that you do that week that you don't even think about. I mean, start as simple as basic as I wake up in the morning. What do you do? You know, yeah. do you check on your phone? Right. Do you go and brush your teeth first? Do you get before the Lord? Do you eat breakfast? Just right. write down. I mean, he talks about in this book. Do an inventory of all your habits. If you don't even know what your habits are, you don't know what trajectory you're going. Your habit t- is the journey. It's, it's amazing right. when your phone tells you, for instance, how much time you spent each day on social media. Yeah. Sometimes it's disappointing. You realize, wow, I'm spending. And I think he says in the book, people yeah. Americans spend like three hours a day on social media, and then you multiply that uh, times 365 days. And think of the wasted time right. that right. we have just just doing that on Instagram or, so, or Facebook or whatever, you know. Absolutely. So, right. so, first of all, as you've said before, we got to be aware. We have to be aware. So take an inventory. And then I think next week, uh, next, next episode, we're going to talk about your identity. And we're going to see whether those... Uh, inventory of your habits actually align with the identity you design. Not the ones that the world tells you or the one you just kind of walk into incidentally, but what God says about you. And then you have a choice. And I think it's a very empowering message, so you don't want to miss it. Awesome. So I hope you've enjoyed this today. I know I'm, I'm already making changes in my life based on some of the truths we've learned here. Encourage you again, uh, James Clear, Atomic Habits, New York Times bestseller. Uh, it'd be well worth your time to digest and again, to figure out how you can implement some of these things into your own life. Lots of practical uh, things in in the second half of this book. We're going to get into that next week on our podcast. I do encourage you to please like this, share it uh, with other people. Uh, I was talking with uh, a man last Sunday and he said, hey, pastor, how can I access this podcast? And I I was grateful that he uh, had that desire. Uh, Probably the easiest way is to go to our Living Stones website and there's on our media page, uh, you can just 
click right there and it'll take you right to uh, uh, the various episodes. Um, also, we're, also I, we're on iTunes, so you can search for the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. We're also on Spotify. And then check, if you want to watch us uh, instead of just listen, you can go to our uh, YouTube channel. Uh, if you just go to YouTube and search Livingstones Church and click on our logos or a couple Livingstones Church. But again, all that is accessible on our church website. Go there, you can check it all out. So, Amen. Hey, uh, our website's lstones.org. 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 Remember this, all big changes come from little beginnings. Yep. And those little beginnings are the daily choices we make that form the habits that form uh, who we are and really shape the, the trajectory of our lives. So let's make some good choices today. Let's make sure we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to uh, to be like Jesus and to do things that we know are going to have an eternal impact. All right. Glad that you guys could be with us today. We hope you'll join us uh, next Thursday, same time as we continue uh, Atomic Habits Part 2. All right. Have a great week. Have a great week.